Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us and blessed to have you here. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, God. We thank you for your blessings, Lord. We thank you for the peace that you've given us, that you guide us into all truth and show us things to come by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you have equipped us with the full armor of God with which we'll be able to stand against the enemy, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that they're being blessed and that you're blessing them, Lord, that they are growing in you, Lord, and maturing. They're being conformed to the image of your son, Jesus Christ, day by day, who is the pattern and the firstborn among many brethren. Lord, we thank you for the fruit that you have cultured in us, Lord, that remains, Lord, that we can share it with others, God. We thank you for the light and the truth and the life that you bring to each and every one of us, God. And we thank you for doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are blessed and we are excited to have you with us as we continue our study on the book of Acts. Uh, We just ask that if you are blessed by this message, that you like the episode, that you subscribe on this and any number of the platforms where you can find a day of prayer on, and that you'd share it with someone else so they too can be blessed but most importantly, grow in relationship with the Lord, or our Lord and Savior. Because that's what we're all called to do, right? Be conformed to His image. So, that that matters. That matters to us, and it's also the mandate for our ministry, to get the word out. So, with that being said, I want to thank each of you that has done it and continues to to do so. To help us spread the gospel throughout the four corners of the earth. Amen. So, this morning we are going to reread in Acts chapter 3 the first 12 verses. So, can I get a volunteer to cover that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, promise. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, laying from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who in, who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asking asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on them with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. 
Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them on the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this, or why do you look so intently at us, as though by our own power and godliness we have made this man walk? Amen. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and, of course, to ask any questions that you have so we can all learn and grow together. Amen? Amen. All right, so who'd like to begin? Okay, first, the Lord's talking to me about inside of verse 4. Okay. Where it was talking about how Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. That's not verse 4. That's. Oh, sorry, that's verse 5. Wrong verse. That's verse 6. But yes. Okay, so verse 6. What was he saying? And so the Lord told me that first Peter had to be willing to do what the Lord told him to do. And the Lord reminded me of something I was talking about a couple days ago. Okay, what's that? And how most people expect the Lord just to fall upon them and then they just do something. And they don't have they don't have to do anything about it. But the Lord's telling me that the when you you have to be willing and moving with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord was reminding me of, let's say we're walking through Walmart. If I stop walking, then it's, I'm not going to start hovering and going with, you, with who I'm walking with. Mm-hmm. You'll be lagging behind, yes? Yes. And in the same way, you shouldn't run ahead, right? Yes. Because then you're not in sync or in step. That means walking together, right? Yes. It matters. We should be in step with the Lord, not ahead of Him, and certainly not lagging behind, right? Yes. But in step with Him. How? Why would we get out in front of our, our shield and our buckler, right? And yes, I understand He's our rear guard, but why would we get out in front of Him? And then if he is our rear guard, why would we lag behind? That doesn't make any sense. Right? Yes. We would instead be grieving the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. And making it difficult. Not that anything is too difficult for the Lord. However, why would we be in opposition? Especially if we claim to be followers of Christ, his disciples, right? His body and his bride. Yes. So, what else, sir? And then the Lord's telling me that with that, you also have to train yourself to do that. It's not just you, you wake up some one morning and you have the power within yourself to do it. Mm. You have to build up gradually to it. So you're making it a habit. Yes. By practicing this. Throughout the day, every day, right? Yes. Okay. This matters, right? Yes. Habits can be positive or negative, right? 
Yes. If, if, even if we learn something wrong, but we practice that, is that not detrimental to us? Yes. Okay. But if we are constantly practicing truth, that is not just a benefit and a blessing to us in our lives, but to those around us, yeah? Yes. And we can teach and show them those same things so they can apply it to their life. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, that's something similar to what you've been talking about in the last couple of podcasts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And there's a yes. maturity that you're talking about there as well, too, right? And there's faith in action, right? Yes. So I think it's important to remember while God does operate in miracles, as we see here, where um, I think Charles mentioned it a few podcasts back, that the man not only was physically restored, but had some uh, innate ability applied to him so he was able to walk, right? Yes. But that's somewhat contrary to the point that you're trying to make, isn't it? Because you don't expect God to just give you the ability to, to do whatever, right? I mean, if you decide that you wanted to uh, excel at sports, so you wanted to be uh, the fastest track person that ever was in running whatever, the 400 meter, um, you've got to build up to it is what you were saying, right? Yes. Right. So we have to not get swayed by why can't this happen? Why can't this be easy? Why won't God give me a miracle when he's, he's giving you the miracle because he's giving you the ability. He just wants you to properly develop it. Yes. I just think it's interesting. You kind of have a theme going. I don't know if you recognize that, that you've been kind of sharing with us over the last few podcasts. Did you notice that, sir? I did. Okay. So is the Lord saying that there's some things that you need to put into practice? Yes. Okay. Do you revealing those things to you? Yes. Then I encourage you to move forward or to press on and apply those things. Yes, Dad. There's only a, be- a blessing and benefit for your life. Well, I mean, and all of us around you. Absolutely. And as the Lord's leading you, don't hesitate to share what they are so that we may encourage you, but we also may rejoice with you and glorify God as those things are attained and achieved. Amen. Celebrating with you, sir. Mm-hmm. What else? And that was it for me. Okay. Anyone else? Yes. All right, Layla. Let's hear it. Well, okay. So this is the other part. I didn't get to finish the last devotional. Talking about the truth and Peter's question, why do you marvel at these things? In Psalm 119, 142, it says your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your law is truth. So that's what he abides by. And then in um, John 8, 32, and in John 14, 6, um, I'll read those really quickly. Okay. And and while you're while you're looking that up to to get there, it says your law is truth. But as we know in the Hebrew, it's Torah, which also, when you look at that, teaching. it means teaching exactly. So his teaching is truth. And isn't that what Jesus said during his earthly ministry? He said, "The teaching I give." Is not mine, right? Yes. But I, he says, but um, 
But if I do, because he doesn't speak of his own initiative, right? Yes. But if he did, then we should know. That's paraphrased, of course. Yes. Right? But he's saying, it's not mine. It comes from the Father. It comes from above. So, it is law. Yes. His, his word is, but it's also his word. His word is truth. And it yes. is the teaching he's given. It's consistent throughout. It's not just a bunch of rules and regulations. Right? Yes. But... No, I mean, let's look at this, right? Just like a parent to a child. Is a parent not teaching their children how they should be and behave and act and and all those things, right? Yes. Now, when the child leaves that house, they have a say in if they're going in their own life and if they're going to follow it or not. If they're going to live by it, right? They're not necessarily commandments. It's not written in as law. However, if they apply those, all that guidance, all that insight, wisdom, knowledge, understanding to their lives as law, right? The teachings that they receive from their parents. Life is so much better. Their life will be blessed and benefit, right? Yes. Okay. So, you have those scriptures? Yes. I'm going to read them out of order, though. Okay. We're going to do John 14 first. Um, 14 6 Jesus said to him I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me and now we're going to read John eight thirty two, which says if you abide in my word well if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so in Jesus's in addition to Jesus's mission to um, like bring healing if you will he there was also the saving of the captives setting them free because they were enslaved and trapped by the sin that dominated the world scene if you will before jesus was crucified resurrected took his blood to the mercy seat and ascended on high into heaven until that whole thing was finished and now we see that when all the people that got healed in the gospels during jesus ministry they had to receive and know the truth the woman with the issue of blood knew the truth that he would be her healer, he as in Jesus, mm -hmm. that he would heal her and he had the power to do it, which is why, daughter, your faith has made you whole. If they had not known the truth, they weren't able to receive in his own home country and on the other side of where the demon-possessed man was, of the Galilee. The Gadarenes. The Gadarenes. I wonder why I thought they were called the guillotines. Hmm. No, there was, um, it was the Gadarenes and if you study that out, it's also... Decapolis, which was an area of ten cities, oh. and Paul writes about that later. And um, yeah, uh, there's there's more I'll say biblical history um, that goes along with that. And that individual claimed that he started a a printing press in telling people about Christ. Hmm. So that's why Paul found believers in that area. So, but anyway, that's beside the point that you're making. And how they begged him to depart because they didn't want the truth. They didn't want to accept it. And well, when you don't want something, you, you don't accept it. Mm. And now when Peter later in the section, when he's giving 
his next sermon on Solomon's portico, he is telling them the truth, not to condemn them and throw stones at them, but so that they understood and they could come to Jesus and get the healing, the restoration, the life, the light that they needed, that he only Jesus could provide. Um, because you see that when they were crucifying him, their their eyes were blinded. They were like, crucify him. Give us Barabbas, a murderer, one who stole life instead of giving it. And, you know, cursing their, themselves and their children. And now Peter is going, wait a second. You have, for, yes, you did this, but Jesus forgives you. But you have to come and bring it to him. You have to admit it. Um, that you, that you sin, that you're a sinner and you need help. We're all sinners and we all need help. And Jesus understood that, which is why he came in the first place. If he didn't love you, if he didn't care, if he couldn't be bothered, he wouldn't have done it. Just like me, if I don't want to help my brothers, I don't. If mm -hmm. I have that attitude, the wrong attitude of going, I can't be bothered with you, I can't help you, then it doesn't happen. And even when I attempt it, it's not help at all. So Jesus didn't think it was a burden to come and save you. He didn't think it was a burden to come and save me. And I'm glad he didn't. And so it's important that we remember that, that God isn't just like, what is it now, you worthless human? What can you be asking me for now? He's like, come to me. I want you to come to me. Just like you do, Dad, when I have a question. For anything, right? Yes. Because, well, and I'll just say this directly. There are no worthless humans. That's right. Or, right, I mean, that, that would contradict the Lord and why he created us. And what he said. So he has a plan, a purpose, a calling, a destiny for each and every one of us. We have to choose to receive it, to accept it, to step into that and follow him in it and the leading and guiding of his Holy Spirit. That's a, that's a choice only you can make for you. But you can't make the right one if you don't know the truth. That is exactly it. But after knowing the truth, we should be able to make the right one. And since everything as you, we were bringing up and discussing in a previous episode, we're, our, we're the Lord's epistles, right? We're yes. all a living testimony of the Lord, of his goodness, of his compassion, of his mercy, of his grace. We, like everything else, all his creation, should be pointing and directing people towards the Lord. Right? Yes. Yes. There is... Um, no, I'll wait. Uh, continue. Oh, that was it until we actually get to Peter's sermon. That'll be... Okay. Anyone else? Oh, I have something. All right, Charles. And what the Lord showed me, it, he reminded me of what you had said yesterday, that at the end of the podcast, you are talking about how the people became... Um, how it's being focused back onto the Lord in verse 12. And what the Lord showed me here was that... So I'll read it. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? And what the Lord was showing me here was that what they're... Oh, before that, we had to go to Acts 14. Acts 14, verses 8 through 13.
and in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices, saying in the Laconian language, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. In Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. And what the Lord was showing here is that the miracle was similar, but the reaction of what the people did was different. The Lord was showing me what the people in Jerusalem saw on Paul and not Paul, on Peter and John, and how they were looking at him, he was saying it was a transformation. They were seeing what was on the inside of them. Paul and um, Peter and John at this point, he was saying it was... So Clarify that, sir. Meaning, Who was seeing what was on the inside of them? The multitude, he said, why do you look so intently at us? And it, the Lord mm. reminded me of how we were supposed to be transformed into the image of the Lord. Conformed the to the image of the Father, Son, Jesus, the Christ. Yes. Amen. And the Lord was showing that was the godliness that they saw around them. It wasn't them personally. Mm -hmm. It was Jesus coming out of them. And that's what Peter was referencing to him, saying, the godliness you see around us, we're not producing this by ourselves. You're seeing Jesus in us, working through us in this miracle. Amen. Now, we see that in other places too, right? Yes. But on Matthew 15, it's really 29 through 31. Um, actually, yeah, I'll read that real quick. It says, Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. And here's the result. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. This is not the same thing that we see here? Yes. This individual is healed. We, we see that um, on verses Acts 3, 9, and 10, right? Yes. The, all the people saw him, this formerly lame man, who now is walking and leaping and praising God, right? Yes. yes. And, and here's the other thing. So this is a natural perspective of things, right? But naturally-minded people want fame. They want notoriety. They want to be noticed when you get down to the core of it. What's it say in verse 10? As he's walking and leaping and praising God, right? And, and hanging on to Peter and John, right? Because it says that, he, he, they, he hung on to them, running with them onto Solomon's portico or the porch named Solomon's, right? Yes. yes. It says, Then all the people knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Right? Yes. Now, we haven't finished this chapter, but many do receive the Lord, right? Yes. yes. And they are giving glory to God. So we see what happens when the Lord moves, as you were pointing out, right? They may yes. not have understood it, 
But we see the similar pattern here. The Lord removes obstacles. It, this is what happened in his earthly ministry. He healed them, right? Cast out demons and all these miracles. Removing the obstacles that would hinder someone from hearing or receiving, right? They still had to activate yes, their yes. faith. But he removed those obstacles so they could now receive the word imparted, to be taught, to be educated, to have the teaching poured into them, right? Yes. Wait, again, we haven't gotten to that part here, but that is about to happen in this chapter. A miracle has happened. Now people are more apt or open to receive, to understand, to be taught the word, right? Yes. And who the word is. everybody catch that? Yes. yes. Okay. Continue, sir. And the second thing that the Lord's pointing out was, um, when we look at it, inside of chapter 2, it said, I believe, yes, in chapter 2, it was when Peter was walking down the alleys and people were getting healed from it. And I was considering it before the Lord, I was asking the Lord, Lord, how come this man didn't go and sit in the alleys with everybody else? That's, that's later, sir. That, that comes later. Oh, I think it's okay, in, sorry. I, think I, I believe it's in chapter, chapter 5, five where it says that, yes, in chapter 5, verse 15, that the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them, and they were being healed. Okay. So that we haven't, we haven't quite gotten there yet. But anyway, your point. And how... All these miracles were being done. I was asking the Lord, how come he didn't go there and go to where he knew the blessing and miracles were happening? And the Lord showed me it wasn't just that he didn't want to be healed, but he had a mental mindset of he would not be able to be healed. Mm. Kind of like with the guy at the pool. He had the mindset of everybody's gonna, somebody's going to beat me in the water first, no matter how close he got or what he thought he was doing, he had still had the same defeat mindset of, I'm not going to be healed because somebody's going to be in there first. And the Lord showed me here, that's exactly what happened here. Yes, he did understand and he did want to be healed, but he was defeated in his mind and how the Lord showed me that he, first of all, he had to be lifted up in his mind of saying, this is possible. This can truly happen to you. You just have to be willing. Mm. Because I found it interesting after that, he immediately, if we think about somebody who does want to be healed, um, I think it was Mr. Smith Wigglesworth, he gave an example. Um, there was a whole bunch of people in a wheelchair, wheelchairs, mm-hmm. and he had healed all of them except one woman, because she literally, um, he said she clung onto her wheelchair when she started to be lifted out of her seat because she didn't want to be healed. Mm-hmm and how she claimed that she was going to die with it and how her confession made that a reality for her. Eventually, she was never healed from that. And so the Lord showed me here was that he immediately got up praising the Lord. He knew who it was who did this. He rec- mm. Lord showed me he also recognized who Peter and John were. Like uh, when Peter betrayed Jesus and denied him three times, he said, we know who you are. Your speech betrays you. And how it was evident to people around them who they were because how they talked. And the Lord was showing me that he recognized Peter and John and who they were. Hmm. 
And that's what started to build his hope of being able to have a miracle. So you bring up an interesting point, right? Especially with the, the story of the, the woman in Smith Wigglesworth. Because scripture yes. does tell us that we are snared by the words of our mouth, right? Yes. Okay. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it is yes. professing and confessing what that woman believed. But do we not see that throughout Scripture? Even the children of Israel in the wilderness? Yes. Their confession, their profession, or not profession, but what they professed with their mouth, which came out of their heart, was, did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? They said that repeatedly. Yes. They grumbled, they murmured, right? There was complaints. But that was their confession. So eventually the Lord gave that to them. It hindered them from entering in to all the blessings and promises that the Lord had for them. Yes. They were essentially cursing themselves. And having a, a legal and binding contract, if you will, in a court-style setting, to that thing, whatever they confessed. Yes. But here, this individual is receiving what the, the blessings benefits, promises of the Lord, his grace, his mercy on his life, and he is professing it and confessing it. Yes? Yes. Actually entering into the covenant. Not as a result of birth. Right? Oh, we're sons of Abraham. Yes. Right? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. Right? Yes. But he was believing as you were pointed out. And he confessed what was in his heart, his belief, his faith. And it was being demonstrated by his actions, getting up and not just walking, but he ran with Peter and John to Solomon's portico. Yes? Yes. Okay. That's in verse 11. It said, Now the man who was healed held onto Peter and John, and all the people ran together. They didn't just walk. They moved with speed and with purpose. We should do the same thing with our Lord and Savior. Let's keep in step and in pace with Him wherever He's leading us through His Holy Spirit. Right? Yes. Yes. Amen. Do you have anything else? No. Okay. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for this enjoyable time that we've had together, Lord, to grow and mature in you, Lord, to fellowship with each other, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, and for your peace, Lord. We thank you for your wisdom that you freely give to us when we ask, Lord. We thank you for the strength that you have given our physical bodies, Lord, that you've given to our spirits and our minds, Lord. We thank you for the blessing and the blood that is covering us and our listeners, Lord, and our partners, that you are keeping them, Lord, that you are blessing them, that they are excelling, God, and that people can't help but see the, the light coming through them, Lord, light of you coming through them. And we just thank you for that, Lord, that you're increasing our numbers, Lord, that you are bringing more into the kingdom, Lord. We're brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.